0: You guys, I'm like so discombobulated, but uh, I heard you guys. You guys like having the show right after the show airs, so I'm trying to make us all happy. Uh, shout out to live chats. Shout out to my Patreon subscribers. Uh, shout out to Sunday Funday. All the things. Um, hi Diamond Girl. Hi Lindsay. And hi Better Days. Hey girl. Hey, listen. I was screaming at my TV once again, and I would like to say, for the record, off the top, if I spent my whole this season, hour upon hour upon hour, hours, for it not to work out for one relationship, I'm going to be a little bit upset. I'm going to be a little upset because what foolishness am I watching? Hey, Linda. Hey, girl. Hey. What foolishness am I watching for there not to be at least one happy ending? There better be a happy ending. I'm just saying for at least one of them, because this nonsense right here that I watched this episode, episode tw- 12. And remember there's only two more, including the tell all. Um, I just, I don't know y'all. I don't know what I'm going ha- to, I don't know. I don't know, but let's jump into it. Season five, episode 12, Head Games. Head Games. All right, starting off with Gino and Jasmine. First of all, Gino's a hot mess, in my opinion. Second of all, Gino is a hot mess, in my opinion. And third of all, Gino is a hot mess, in my opinion. But he's nervous to meet Jasmine's mom. You know, doesn't want to take off his hat. You know, his hat apparently is his surrogate hair, which I've never heard of before his surrogate hair, his surrogate hair. Okay. Um, And you know, Hey Dasha, he needs her, her, he needs Jasmine's mom's blessing um, in order to propose. Now let's just talk about the simple fact that it's only been a couple of weeks. And I think this is only one of the episodes where we've actually seen them get along for the entire episode. So I'm going to need you to reevaluate this whole situation because like you guys know, I say, when you are in an online relationship, that is not a real relationship. So I just don't know how you are then now going to propose after what two, I'll give you three weeks abroad perhaps. And out of those three weeks, out of those 21 days, you maybe had two good days. I don't know if that makes sense to me at all. I just don't anyhow. Um, they get to the house. It's super awkward. We're meeting Liz, uh, the sister and Cecilia, the mom. And he's just awkward, y'all. He's just an awkward, he's an awkward individual. Like he's like, you know how like they say nerds are in, right? So sometimes like, you know, like the Steve Jobs of the world who were like nerdy in school and super smart and all the things, but as an adult, it's just like sexy, right? It's sexy. They've got it together because they've got the brains and the whole thing. This dude just seems... High. Hey, Redella, hey. Um, This guy just seems awkward in all settings. In all settings. Like, so awkward. How are you going to make it awkward for her mom? Anyways, he's standing there. He's got a card. A thank you card. You're thanking the mom for how... Ha- like, just stop it. Thank you card and some chocolates. But he doesn't even actually give it. Jasmine has to tell him to give it to the mom. And the mom is like super not impressed. She's looking at the chocolates and looking at, at Gino, looking at the chocolates and looking at Gino. Um, and then she's so sweet though, right? Because she's like, you know, a nice Christian woman who's kind of like, you know, just a mom. And she's like, first impression, she doesn't want to say anything bad. So she says, you know, you can definitely see that there's a different, in age that's obvious and meanwhile her face is saying more than the words her face y'all she was unimpressed she was unimpressed unimpressed by all of it so instead she says you know i'm just really overprotective from of my daughter right jasmine asks her sister liz you know what do you think of gino and she's basically like i guess i guess he's nice he's like a nice old man i guess He's been here for five minutes and has made everyone feel awkward, but I guess he's nice. Um, So the mom is like getting dinner ready. And the first question she has is, you know, why does he not have children at his age? And his answer is, well, you know, it just didn't happen for him. But meanwhile, he's packed all of the Vi- Viagra in the world. And he thought that he was going to be getting Jasmine pregnant on this trip. Can you imagine? Can you imagine throwing a pregnancy on top of this What's going on? Only getting along for two days out of this whole trip. And you want to throw a baby in the mix. I don't, I, I mean, I'm not a parent yet, so I should not talk, but I will say that I really feel like Gino has some self work to do first before, before, you know, you consider, like, I don't know, maybe start with like adopting a dog and see how that works out. Cause I don't know. I don't know if with age comes wisdom. I guess that's what I'm saying. Um, and so the mom's really concerned about this 18 year age gap, right? She's like, you know, it was 18 years between you. Her daughter Liz is 18 now. So the daughter's age right now is when um, Jasmine was born, right? So the mom's looking at it like that, like, ew, right? Ew. She's not having it. So <clears throat> Gina's like, I don't know. I don't have an issue with it. You know, age gaps are common, Um I've seen it all the time. I've done it all the time. He doesn't have any worries about it. Jasmine chimes in as well and says, you know, mom, he's a really nice man and he loves me and he's serious and he wants to be in a serious relationship. And, um, the mom just looks at her like, listen, Cecilia was not impressed by any of this at all. Like not at all, not at all. And then, We find out that the mom and Gino are roughly the same age. And I don't know about y'all, but that just, it made it weird for me, right? So your mom is the exact same age, like maybe one, two year difference than your boyfriend who wants to be your fiance. I don't know. It threw threw me for a little bit of a like, ooh, it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird. It's a bit weird. So the food's ready um, and... You know, Jasmine wants to tell her mom before her mom does the prayer that Gino won't take his hat off because he's not comfortable. And the mom was, again, not impressed. Her face, you guys, it was like a a look of disgust. She was looking at him like this. She doesn't say anything. Silent. She's looking at him. And then she shakes her head like this and looks her daughter dead in her eyes and says, I don't know about this, Jasmine. Silence some more, silence some more. She's looking at Gino, all disgusted. And she's like, you know what? If you're happy doing that, then that's okay. Not meaning I'm okay with that. If you're happy being disrespectful at my table, given the fact that you know I'm a Christian woman and, and pray over things and, and all the things, and you know that I think it's disrespectful to not take your hat off. But if you're happy doing that, then okay. That's, those were all the words that the mom didn't say, but looked him dead in his face. To let him know. So then. <clears throat> Mom's shaking her head. She does the prayer. And then Gino has the audacity to say. He can't tell if the mom doesn't like him. Gino. I could tell through the screen. That that mom didn't like you. I could tell through the screen. That the vibes were way off. She was not impressed. That's why she even left the table early. She wasn't having. She wasn't impressed by you at all. Like, not at all. Hi, Dr. Jalisa! Dr. Jalisa's in the house. So, he takes a bite. And you guys, you know, I told you I get distracted by things. I notice weird stuff. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but when he went to eat his food, he didn't put the fork directly, like, in his mouth and close his mouth. He like put the fork right here and drop the food in without the fork actually going into his mouth. Now I would personally take offense to that because what are you saying? Do you think that my forks aren't clean? Do, Do you have an issue with eating at my house? Cause why are you eating the food that way? And then you guys, and then he gives a thumbs up, which again, I thought, do you have no home training? Do you have no home training? You're a grown-ass man in your 50-plus something, and you don't know how to say, oh, this is wonderful. Thank you so much for this lovely meal. You can't you can't rattle out something. Instead, you give her a thumbs-up, and you say, muchos bueno. Not muy bueno. Muchos bueno. Thumbs-up. I, I just was like, you know what? I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. Like, where... Weren't you married before? Do you not have home training? I'm just very curious. Like, where, where is all this awkwardness coming from? Besides being like nerdy, you just have no, I don't know, you guys, the men this season seem to have no home training. Like, they don't have any social etiquette skills. It's quite bizarre. So, not only is he not eating properly, he's eating like a weirdo. He asked the mom, if Jasmine has had a lot of boyfriends when she was growing up. Now I need to ask you, what grown man asked the mother of the woman that he's dating, hey, did did Jasmine have a lot of boyfriends growing up? Like, let me translate what the mother heard. The mother heard him say, are you asking if my daughter was a hoe growing up? Is that what you're asking me at the dinner table? Cause that's what she heard. All the mom said was one word. She looked him dead in his face and said, no. Now I was screaming at the TV. I was like, this, this fool's an idiot. Like he's an idiot. Is the mom gonna say, yeah, she had a lot of boyfriends because I raised her to be a tramp and run the streets and run amok and she belongs to the streets. Is the mom ever going to say that? No, the mom's going to say, I raised her right and to respect herself. And also I was strict and I didn't allow her to be a tramp. So F-U-M-F, that's what the mom wanted to say to him. But instead she said, Let's change the subject, please. I just, I was like, this fool. First of all, the mom already thinks you're a pervert. Okay. Cause you're way old. She doesn't understand why you don't have any kids. Okay. Then you're coming up here with some two bit, $2 chocolates and a thank you card saying thank you for having this daughter to make it seem like you're a pervert. And then you're asking pervert questions. So was, you know, was your daughter a hoe growing up? Did she have a lot? Did she get banged a lot? Like I just, I, it blows my mind. It just blows my mind. And then not only is my mind blown and I'm looking at the TV, now he's eating with his fingers at the dining table. Um, what? What? Like, wait, what? (sighs) The mom is not impressed. So the mom says, are we finished here? Not, this was a lovely dinner. Thank you so much for coming over. She was literally like, are we finished here? Because I'm finished. She gets up, leaves the table, and off to the kitchen she goes. (sighs) Ah, <sighs> this fool has no home training. I just, I don't understand. I just don't understand him. So then they move the party to the living room and the mom wants to, you know, share some memories. She pulls out, you know, one of those books, you know, those books. I don't even know what they're called. They're like, what are they called? Midwife crystal. What are they called? They're like, uh, they're like little binders. And you, you stick your photos in them back in the day. I don't even know what they're called, but whatever. And so she's sharing memories about her daughter and you see one photo album. Is that what they call it? Just a photo album? All right then, thanks, Lindsay, photo album. Um, she's sharing the photos of, photos that are in the photo album. And uh, just like sharing beautiful memories, how precious her daughter is, how smart her daughter is. Because you guys can't forget, she, Jasmine's highly ed- educated. She was teaching. Remember, she's a teacher at a university or a professor at a university, how, however you want to say it. And so she's not a stupid girl. And the mom knows that. So though, I think the mom was trying to remind Gino that she didn't raise no fool. Vanessa says, you make me feel really old sometimes, Linda. Sorry, Vanessa. Because I was just complaining how I felt like I was getting old. So I don't mean anything by it. I don't mean anything by it. Sorry. So <clears throat> the mom's sharing these memories. And then Gino is like, oh. She is so pretty she's so beautiful she's so beautiful i was like mm, i don't really think i don't really think the mom wants you to say that her pre teenage daughter because i think the first picture was like she was in grade two or she was two. i don't know something like that she was two she was in grade two whatever like the mom doesn't want to hear you, pervert, say, hey, you're lusting over these baby pictures. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um. So Gino says, these are his words. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. And he starts, like, tapping his foot. And I don't know why, but the production really loves to show us his terrible looking toes but he starts like tapping really nervous tapping really nervous oh my god oh my god i have to get the blessing before i propose to jasmine the mom's looking at him silent this fool did this fool say he wanted my blessing is that what he said cecilia looks at her daughter and says you know what tell me Jasmine. So you want to go to another country? And she's like, yes, mommy. You know, he wants something serious with me. He loves me. And I was thinking, okay, okay, you guys, I have a couple of questions. Okay. First of all, it's not super clear and straightforward. And we've seen it with um, Hazel and hot sauce, right? We've seen it with those two, where when the one of the partners has a kid, they have to leave their kid because that K-1 visa, or even if they get a C-1 visa, is for that person only first. So are we going to leave? Because she has two kids, two, two sons. Are, is she leaving her two sons? Like, how is that whole thing going to pan out? I would like to know. Because Hazel still doesn't have her kid with her. And it's been how many years now? And then look what happened with David and Annie who were just trying to sponsor some kids to come and have, have get their schooling done in the U.S. So like, I don't know. I just feel like, Jasmine, are we looking at the whole picture here? Is he the package that you are looking for? And will it be worth leaving your two sons who you obviously love and care for for such an extended period of time? Because I just, you know, I'm looking at Gino kind of side-eye right now. And so- When the mom says, do you really want to go to another country? And she says, yes. And that he's serious. I just, what about the kids? How is that going to pan out? Mom thinks the same thing. (laughs) The Mom thinks the same thing. And the mom says, well, if that's your decision... And looking at her, not impressed, you know, I guess she thinks. She's like, I'm worried that the U.S. will be a whole different world for her. I'm worried that if it doesn't work out, she's going to be all alone. She won't be surrounded by friends and family. And again, she'll be, like, alone. And I'm also worried that she's going to go to America. She didn't say this, but I could see it in her eyes. You're going to go to America with this loser who won't take off his hat. Okay, let me stop. Okay, so the mom says, I see you've made up your mind and turns to Gino and says, listen, she's a treasure. Make sure you take care of her and make sure you you make her happy. Now, I'm going to tell you something because they were both skipping out of there like they got the mom's blessing. Nowhere in there did she give her blessing. She did not give a blessing. She did not give her approval. She was not impressed actually at all. All she said was, I see you've made up your mind. That's not mama saying, yes, you have my blessing. God bless you. God keep you. Let this marriage be amazing and fruitful and successful. The mom said like this. I guess you made your decision. (laughs) How did y'all translate that to, oh, you got the blessing? There was no blessing in that. Don't try to trick my eyes and act like y'all got a blessing. There was no blessing, no approval. The mom was ready to, like, scoot you out the door. Peace out. I'm not impressed. (sighs) Lord. Next day, he's feeling super happy because he does think he got the blessing. So he's trying to dance. And y'all, if that wasn't some cockamamie, I don't know, two left feet, two left arms two left eyes two left everything two left bodies i don't know what he cannot dance and this thing that he does with the like okay um you know that joke that's out there it's like a meme and the meme the meme the meme the meme is something to the effect of this two left hats (laughs) laura that's super funny Uh, okay. The meme is this. So it goes something like this. If I stop my car for you to cross the crosswalk, then it should be heels. What is it? Heels up or knees up, knees up, knees up, right? That whole thing. And I, that's what I was looking at here. Like he just dances by like picking up his knees really quickly knee, 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 and then he does this like weird body thing like you remember that meme that was out I don't know, whenever but I know it's from Seinfeld where um, Lorraine Lorraine don't kill me Seinfeld fans but she couldn't dance anyhow That's what it reminded me of. Like he, he cannot, like not even not dance. Okay. You want to know something? And I don't know why I'm whispering. Elaine, you know how Elaine did that jerk thing? That's how he dances. That's how he dances. Ridiculous. Okay. I'm going to tell you something. So remember, if you guys are freaking flyers here, you know that I have a, like a special gift, right? And I've talked about the gift that I have where I can look at, someone and tell you what's going on down there. Well, I'm going to give you another little secret, okay? That is very true. Okay? Very true. Here's the secret. Someone who has zero rhythm, and I'm not talking about just can't dance, right? Because a lot of people can't dance and that's fine. And guess what? They're good in bed. But when they have no rhythm, like no rhythm, where they don't know like how to like move their body at all those fools are terrible in bad now i don't need to tell you what i think about what's happening with gino and why he is so sprung no matter what jasmine does because jasmine you can tell is like a sexy woman who knows herself and knows her body but gino not so much And so, if you don't believe me, go back to the episode where she said that she, you know, gave him the best ever in his life, and he was looking at her all doe-eyed, because it's true. Because guess what? He sucks, and she's probably the best he's ever had. So... Yes, Laura, sometimes, sometimes there can be a good dancer who's also terrible. But th- let me tell you, those those ones that are, are terrible that are good dancers, they knew that they were terrible. So they had to be extra good dancers just so they could fool you. Just saying. Just saying. So <sighs> he's dancing. He's feeling good he's feeling excitement because he got the blessing which he did not absolutely did not get and she's trying to show him you know how to how to do a little bit of merengue. and she's like loosen your body you know you're dancing like you have a stick up your ass and he was just like (laughs) he did this such a weird dorky little weird sound that came out of his mouth And then I f- reminded me, remember when we first met him, y'all? We first met him in that weird laugh that he had? <laughs> remember that? And he would do it, like, for, like, the first four or five episodes? And I was like, oh, no, we're not going to have a season of this nonsense. Well, this new thing, this new laugh came out of nowhere. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, what is happening right now? How old are you? What, what is happening? There was two, you guys, it was like century overload between the dancing and the hat and the the knees up, knees up, and then his little slipper flip-flop thingies, and like, it was a lot going on. There was so much going on. I was just looking at it like, wow. Wow. Like, wow. Anyways. Um, Jasmine says he's the worst dancer ever. She was not wrong, but she likes it. And, you know, as long as he's having a good time, I I, I, honestly, I think that that's probably the most important. Are you two having a good time? Is he giving it a try? Absolutely. Will he learn how to dance right now? Ever? No, because again, he's missing the coordination part. So, um, he only has a week left. And so within this week, he wants to propose to Jasmine. So he calls his brother, Tony, and just wants to run by, hey, I'm, I'm doing this proposal thing, right? Now, Tony answers the phone, and I forgot about Tony, too. Like, we met Tony in the first, two, the second episode of this season. Totally forgot about him. Reminded myself that Tony is clearly the older, cooler brother, just even the way he talks, even the way he formulates his words. It was like. It was like, did you like you obviously know your brother, right? And like, he's just way cooler. I, I don't know what it is, but he's just like way cooler. He de- had, definitely had that salt of the earth, salt of the earth kind of vibe about him. Anyways. Um, Gina says, you know, we were fighting a lot. Brother Tony's like, well, why were you fighting? Like, you guys are in paradise. If you guys can't get along for two or three weeks in paradise, then you have some problems because, you know, you're on vacay in a beautiful, exotic, gorgeous, hot beach area. He didn't say it all like that, but the point was, if you can't get along in paradise and you can't get along after only what, two weeks, then what are you talking about? You're going to propose to whom, to what, to where. And then Gino goes on to lie a bit, you guys, because he was lying. So he said, well, we were fighting because I was texting my ex a little bit. And then he says, it was long ago. I was like, well, it wasn't long ago. You were texting while you were on the trip. Jasmine was lying in bed with you and you're texting the ex and you're sending naked photos of Jasmine looking over at Jasmine, telling the ex like, Ooh, I'm in bed with Jasmine right now. She don't know I'm texting you. And by the way, here are her naked tatas. So you lie to your brother too. And you guys notice, you guys notice, I'll tell you, Gino, Gino might lie often, but he's the worst liar because this is what he does. Okay. He does this when he lies let me, okay, what can be an example? I'm going to tell you the sky is green, okay? It's clearly not green, I'm clearly lying, but here's how you're going to tell I'm lying, because this is what Gino does. Uh, so, like, uh, uh, um, the sky, the sky, um, the sky, uh, 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 uh is green yeah yeah the sky is green that pausing crazy stumbling of words that he does every time he's lying he does it every time he's lying okay and when he's asked a direct question he's like oh oh, oh, yeah I, i uh it was a long time ago no fool it was last week while you were on vacation stop playing So then he's like, you know, Tony, the brother's like, you know, proposal is a big deal. Bringing Jasmine back to the U.S. is a big deal. You know, there's no turning back after that. Are you sure? Are you ready? Like, because if you guys can't get along now and you guys are fighting already so much, maybe you need to revisit this. And Gina's like, no, I'm not living in the past. I'm living in the present. I'm thinking about the future. The past, full was two days ago. Two days ago. The past. I'm not thinking the past. Well, you ain't thinking about 48 hours ago, because I am. And 48 hours ago, she was about to kill you. She had murder in her eyes. When she popped off bah, that hat, you knew she was right. She came from violence. Anyhow, moving on. The audacity. Okay. Moving on to Kim and Usman. Let me tell you a little something. I'm going to put a disclaimer on this as well. Okay. My disclaimer is this. I just don't understand since when and since ever has Usman been the prize? I didn't like his last relationship, but I didn't think he was the prize there either. I'm just trying to figure out when he became the prize. And not only when he became the prize, when he decided that out of all the things, he's like so amazing. He's so great. Like the narcissism of it all. It's, it's like, oozing out of his pores now. Before he had it at bay a little bit. Um, but now it's like, oh, Everything comes out of his mouth is like so frigging arrogant. It's just gross to me. That's my disclaimer. So he had a relationship with Zara, okay? And he didn't tell Kimberly about Zara. And apparently he was talking to Zara and Kimberly at the same time. And he's trying to gaslight Kimberly into believing that because he hadn't decided that he had any feelings for Kimberly besides friendship, that it was okay for him to keep her as his plan B, okay? Now, plan B, we're just friends, we're just friends, but you want this just friend as what? Your plan B. And I'm going to tell you what happened, okay? I'm going to tell you what happened. So this is what happened. And this is what I believe happened for real, for real. Soldier Boy has been dying, y'all. Been dying to get back on international TV. He even said it somewhere in here. Okay. He's been dying. He, you know what? He didn't say it in here. Let me take it back. He did a live. He did a live with Kimberly a couple of days ago. And he literally was saying how he's the first husband. I don't know. Wherever the first from his village, from where he's from, to be on international TV. That's what he said, okay, and that's what he wanted. So he was chomping, chomping at the bit. Laura, Laura, are you a Patreon subscriber? Let me know in the live chat. Um, chomping at the bit. Hosa, hosa, hosa? yeah, that that. Thanks, Laura. Um, chomping at the bits to be back on international TV. So he's in this relationship thinking that he's going to be on international TV with Zara as is before the 90 day. But guess what? Zara, and these are my words and my own opinion, Zara saw the foolish clownish, ridiculous narcissistic behavior that he displayed by thinking he's a bigger star than he is and was like, Psst, piece him out and breaks up with him. So now guess what? He's got to scramble around. He's got to scramble around because that puts a kink in his getting back on international TV. So let me just quickly find find plan B, which is confirmed right here. You started talking to Kimberly first. Then you met Zara, who's the love of your life. Zara breaks up with you, and now you're talking to Kimberly again. And now, oh, by the way, Kimberly, you want to be on 90 Day Fiancé, come and watch me shoot my music video. Because really, I only wanted to be on 90 Day Fiancé so I can have the international exposure and tell everyone every five seconds with my name tag, my T-shirt tag, my hat tag, my bracelet tag, my toe tag that my name is Soldier Boy, a.k.a. I'm an international superstar. But, oops. See what happens? This is why I don't do shows on Sundays because they get too riled up. Anyhow, as I, as I was saying, as I was saying, Kimberly's upset. She's upset that he didn't tell her that he was in a relationship with someone when they were talking. She's upset that she was loyal to him the whole time And then she said, you didn't tell me at any time that you were in a relationship, but what stood out to me was when she said, and I I had to full stop, I had to full stop, sit down, rewind and say what, when she, y'all, when she said that when I bought the EP, first of all, what you're not about to do is waste my time for a year. Me saying I'm your number one fan. I'm your number one fan. hala holla. I'm going to wear your t-shirts. I'm going to wear your shorts. I'm going to wear your flip-flops. I'm going to fly halfway across the world. What I'm not about to do is buy your 99 cent EP. You should have sent that EP to Kimberly. You should have sent it with a bow on it. Thank you very much. When she said I bought the EP, I was like, What? Did what? Now I'm all about supporting your friends. Go ahead and support your friends, but let's not let's not fake around here. She has supported him in many other ways. She bought that PS5, the whole laptop situation. Who knows? She's obviously a generous, giving soul. So don't come for me about this, like not supporting your friend. Like she supported him in many ways. I feel like he could have at least sent her an advanced track and been like, hey, this is the song. But she had to buy that shit? Oh, no. Nope. You didn't give her the song that you were creating, the Zara song, yet she literally directed your music video and she had to buy the song? You have lost your friggin' mind. (sighs) Then he goes on to lie about Zara told Kimberly that Zara was a name he picked out for all the women across the world. So all the women across the world are called Zara. (sighs) So he goes on to say, I was in a relationship with Zara, but she broke up with him and he was hurt. And this fool, okay, you guys, this fool, still gaslighting Kimberly, okay, says, I was in a relationship with Zara, but she broke up with me. I was truly hurt because I truly love that girl. And I just said, well, in front of your girlfriend who... She had to beg to be your girlfriend for the two weeks that she was there where you kept saying no to everything. No, you don't want to be with her. No, you don't have any feelings for her. And then you flipped it all of a sudden. All of a sudden, she's worthy of being with you. She's worthy of being your girlfriend. She went from potential to girlfriend. And you're going to say with those same lips that you truly love that girl in front of your new girlfriend who you barely say you like. (sighs) No way. No way. Just no way. Just no way. Then we find out that he just ended it with her four months ago. I'm not going to go back into the tirade that I just had. You can rewind, but it's interesting to me that like Kimberly said, him, and Kimberly had been talking for a year. Like he said, he was talking to Kimberly and Zara at the same time, roughly two weeks apart. And he just four months ago stopped talking to Zara. Four months ago? When you knew someone had to fly out so that you could still get your music video made and TLC catch the behind the... Oh, Lord. Like, just no. So she's pissed. She feels stupid. Because, you know, she came all the way down there um, and she's just pissed. Her arms are crossed, her body language, all the things. She's not impressed at all. So she's going back to the hotel. She's just, I'm done. I'm done. She's like, I'm done. He says to her, why are you like this? Why, Why is she like this? My question would be, why are you like this soldier boy? She's like, you know, I would not have pursued someone who was in a relationship. You know, I'm worried that you'll do the same thing that you did to Zara to me, which is facts. You guys, people have patterns. Okay, he clearly doesn't think he did anything wrong. But guess what? In essence, knowing how she felt about him, he made a fool out of her. She was clear. And concise about her feelings for him, wanting more than just friendship. And he baited her along. Meanwhile, he's having a full on relationship. And let me tell you a little something, okay? What you're not about to do is be in a relationship with me. Having a whole uh, side side chick relationship. Even if you haven't crossed the line physically. Even if that person's a million miles away. Guess what? You're having an emotional affair. And I know that you're keeping her on plan B. Just in case... Or Whoever on plan B, just in case it doesn't work out over here. That's what you're not about to do. Okay. That's exactly what he did. And that's why she's pissed off because you know what? If you weren't being shady, you would have been open and honest with everyone. You would have said, Hey, Zara, this is my friend Kimberly. Kimberly's a super fan. Hey, Kimberly, this is my girlfriend, Zara. And she's cool with me talking with all my fans because she knows I'm an international superstar. That's not what happened. It was a secret all over the place. And only was told because his Zara Hit International video is going to be out there now and someone's going to tell Kimberly something at some point. So she wants to go home. She's like, I can't believe I came down here to watch you shoot a music video about another bitch. She says. That's and when she says it, you guys, I laugh because you could tell she was pissed. She's like, I cannot believe that I flew all the way down here for you, for me to watch you make a music video about another bit. Yo, that's crazy, yo. I was like, Go ahead, Kimberly. This man tries to gaslight her and says, you know, I love you, right? You know, I love you, right? And he says, we're in a relationship now. And she's like, you know what? Nah, we should just go our separate ways. This is not working for me. She's like, all of this, everything, it's all based on a lie. I don't trust you. I just want it to end. And so he gets all uppity about it. And comes banging at her door because he wants to return the gifts that she's given him because he doesn't agree with her behavior. You don't agree with her behavior. What? How is, how is her behavior that's off and not your behavior? How do you see that you have not done anything wrong? Because clearly that is ridiculous. Okay. So then He comes banging in and he again, you guys, because he thinks he's like so superstar status. He has assistant Slam T bringing in the gift, like he doesn't have two hands to bring in the gift. And meanwhile, you're in the middle of a fight and a breakup and you're bringing a third party in because you're such a superstar. You can't carry your own shit. Just Get out of here. Just Get out of here. So Slam T brings in the PS5 um, and the MacBook Pro or MacBook, I don't know, whatever. And he's like, here, I'm giving these back to you. The only reason she didn't take the PS5 back, you guys, is because she didn't have room in her suitcase for it. But she's like, I'll take the laptop, thanks. Osman then tries to gaslight her even more and is like, you know, I try to make sure that I make you happy always. If you can see my notes, I said WTF. When have we ever seen Usman try to make anyone happy besides himself? When does he put anyone first besides himself? When in this trip has he tried to make Kimberly happy? When? I'll wait. Okay. She says, Do you though? Do you? do you though? Because I don't think you do. And I was like, no, he does not Kimberly. He does not try to always put your happiness first and make you happy always. In what world? In what world? In what world have we ever seen Usman try to make anyone else happy but himself? Please someone tell me because I have yet to see it. Where has it been? You know what? This is about you right now because it's always been about one person and one person alone. And that's that one dude who is an international superstar who makes it about himself always. So (sighs) then he goes on to say, what have I not done to please you? And I was like, "Are are we in a delusional world? In your delusion You're literally thinking that you do everything to please Kimberly. What have you done? fool? What have you done? Then he says, didn't I, this is what he thinks he's done. You guys, he thinks that he broke up with a lady before he started dating her. And I was like, well, first of all, she broke up with you. So then you went to plan B. So I don't even understand what you're saying here. Then, second of all, you were entertaining Kim the whole time you were in this relationship because you knew that she was going to be your backup plan. So, again, I don't know what you're saying here. Then he goes to her face. Okay. So, not only five minutes ago was he like saying how much he loved Zara, he loved that girl, he loved that girl with all the passion in him. Now he says to Kimberly's face that. All the time I was talking to you, I was not in love with you. I wasn't in a relationship with you and I didn't want to be with you. You, and he didn't say, we're my friend. He said, direct quote, you are my friend. You want to know why y'all? Because he's never looked at her as a romantic interest. He's never really wanted to be with her. And so he lets slip out his true feelings oftentimes. And he does it in a kind of really unkind way. He does it where he's like, I'm better than you. And you should be honored that I allowed you to be in a relationship with me. Let me tell you something, guys, never ever be in a relationship with someone who thinks that they're better than you. Never be in a relationship with someone who thinks that they're above you. Never be in a relationship with someone who's selfish. Never be in a relationship with someone who's a narcissist. Never be in a relationship with someone who lies. Never be in a relationship with someone who gaslights you. Because all of those things are red flags. And To me personally, he's one walking red flag. You are my friend, he says. Listen, he didn't tell Kimberly about Zara because he's selfish. He didn't tell Kimberly about Zara because he wanted a plan B in his ultimate goal to be on before the 90 days. He didn't tell Kimberly about Zara because he knew that she wouldn't put herself in a position where it could look like she's a cheater cheating in a relationship. Cause that's not how she's roles. She even said that she's been cheated on before and how dare he take away the choice that should have been hers to decide whether she wanted to pursue him or not. Okay. She realizes that he doesn't get it. She's not mad that he was in a relationship. She's mad that he didn't tell her that he was in a relationship. Therefore, took away her choice to decide whether or not she wanted to pursue him. Took away her choice and knowledge that technically, because of the feeling she was spewing, and the fact that he was in a relationship and there were emotional ties there, it could look like she was like a cheater ridiculous so guess what it's better to just end it <clears throat> she's son because she loves him but she knows it's probably better to just end it. Meanwhile old boy wants to try to then now spin it and be like oh you know what she kind of reminds me of my ex my ex was quick to get mad at me and you know maybe we do need some space. Because what I'm not going to do is compromise for anybody. Let me tell you something. He literally said these words. I'm not going to compromise for anybody. Do you? have And then I thought, has he never been in a real relationship? Because, you know, relationships are compromise. Relationships are all about compromise. You compromise your whole entire relationship. And the longer you're in the relationship, the more compromises there are. Because there are more experiences you go through together. But you... Muslim, you're not going to compromise for anybody my friend you will be alone for the rest of your life moving on oh, god there's just so many they're so problematic you guys I've been talking and talking and I'm only at Ben and mahogany this is why I need a day to just just <sighs> all right Ben and mahogany Oh, good Lord Jesus, this just let me just take a little sip of my water. All right. Dear TLC, I'm going to need you to not add filler couples in halfway through a season that don't make any type of sense, okay? I'm going to need to meet all of the couples at the very beginning of each season. If I'm going to have to invest and play investigator and detective to figure out what exactly is supposed to be going on in this relationship, then I'm going to need to meet them earlier on. Because me figuring out Since episode six, what truly is going on with Ben and Mahogany is blowing my mind. For she speaks, for she doesn't speak English, then she does speak English. She's a catfish, she's not a catfish. She has brown eyes, but now she has blue eyes. She's tall, but then she's short. She lives at home, but now she doesn't. She lives in an Airbnb. Now she has, like, I just. I'm going to need you guys to figure out storyboard, the story, figure out this is, this is what we want the story to be and stick to it because when you, when someone starts pulling some of these stories off the storyboard and you get all these gaps, all the fans that have been watching from day one are like, wait, what? That doesn't make sense. And that doesn't make sense. And oh my God, that doesn't make sense. And I, I don't have enough time to be talking about what doesn't make sense. I'm just trying to figure out if these couples are going to work. I'm trying to be entertained by this. I'm not trying to be detective all the time on this one couple that I met in episode six. I was <sighs> <laughs> so going to talk about this. Mahogany's friend said, actually, I didn't know she was in a relationship. We just met on social media this morning. Facts. So Ben's swimming in the pool, wherever he's staying at some new different hotel. He's only been in Peru for three days. I cannot believe it's only been three days. I feel like this nonsense has been going on for decades. He's feeling how it's different than what he expected. He was expecting love, rom-com, meet cute, all the things. And he's losing trust in Mahogany. You're losing, you don't even fucking know her. What are you talking about? You're losing trust. You are having a full-on relationship with yourself and your text messages and you're losing trust. You don't know her. She almost ghosted you for two days and now you're losing trust in her. So he decides that he's going to call his homie, Jason, give Jason an update. Tells Jason that mahogany is super sweet and real. She went to, he went to her house and her house was not her house. And living in the house, it's like an Airbnb. And he, she's lying about where she lives. And the bunk beds and the tourist pamphlets. It was all so weird for him. Then he finds out, like, he's so friggin' appalled that she's 22 and not 24. Like, that's the problem, Ben. Okay? That's the problem. 22 and 24 are so far in age that you, you don't know what you should do. Friggin' daughter's 22 <sighs> the friend Jason says did you take a Ben mental moment and I thought that was very telling I was like not only do you need to take a Ben mental moment you just need to take a whole friggin' time out you need to go sit in a corner somewhere and really reevaluate some of your choices so it's just not a mental moment just take a whole take a whole, take a whole time out a whole time out so he said he did not do that and that he needs time together so that they can bond and i was like why why are we so delusional like how old are you why like why though why 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 why? That is that is my question. You're 50 plus, and you're just acting like you don't have any common sense. And it's hard for, listen, it's hard for me to believe that you were a pastor at any church when you don't even have common sense. Are you leading the blind to where the blind leading the blind. I think the saying is going, but like even worse because you're supposed to be the leader of your church and you're supposed to lead your flock. And I, was, I was... <sighs> then he says that of he, um, he just can't let it go because his heart, it's hard for him because his heart is in it. And I was like, oh, you what? You just finished saying that you had questions and now you can't let it go and you guys need to bond. And oh, just what? Just stop it. Just stop it. Okay, so he's walking up to meet. <laughs> uh, he's walking up to me mahogany I just m- this is my note wash your jeans then your jeans shouldn't look brownie like that because you haven't washed them and you wear them all the time just go ahead and throw those bad boys in the washer pop them in the dryer or air dry them if you like but go ahead and wash those jeans for me. Thanks so much. <sighs> he walks up to Mahogany or his dirty ass jeans and is like, hey baby. They're standing in front of each other. And it's awkward and it's stupid because he starts talking to her in Spanish about some random fruit shop and she's speaking perfectly good English to him. And I just want to say that the storyline started off that she spoke no English. That's why they couldn't talk. That's why there was no video, all the things. And I just the way this girl, and I've said it before and I'm sticking to it, she speaks Spanish as if Spanish is not her first native language. She speaks it like it's her second language or third language or whatever. English is clearly, in my opinion, her first language, and she's acting the rest of this out. And It's insulting, I think. And I'm not even a native Spanish speaker, but I'm going to tell you that I've traveled enough in the world to know native speakers. And she's not it. Okay. They're meeting her two best friends. Then to insult our intelligence a little bit more, Ben says that he got a new app to translate quickly. And then she says in English, perfect. Then she goes on to say in English. Oh, I like that. G-T-F-O-H. Friends come, Angie and Elizabeth. He says, you know, nice to meet you. Anyone ombre? What? Is anyone a man? What? What he meant to say, is anyone hungry? They're going to go have ice cream. Now, Elizabeth talks to camera and here, Elizabeth, Okay. Elizabeth has a true accent, okay? Now, I'm no expert, like I said, but I have traveled in life, and she seems to have a legit Peruvian accent to me. She's telling to camera how surprised how old Ben is. You know, Ben is their parents' age. Uh, They go to eat ice cream, He's super weird with his weird, weird trying to be deep questions. Crystal says her Spanish sounds like she's been living in SoCal and Taco Tuesdays are her fave. Oh, hey, Patty. Hey, girl. Hey. Hombre. Vanessa says it's really bad and I'm not able to suspend my disbelief. Okay. So. Ben has the ability to just make an awkward situation worse. And so he asks these, what I think he thinks are elaborate, mindful, like thought provoking questions, but really they're just fucking irritating. So he says to the translator app, um, Tell tell me something about Mahogany that you love about her. And the friend, which I think is hilarious because this is your best friend and this is the best answer she's going to come up with. Like, I personally think, like Crystal said, y'all just met today. You probably had five minutes, you know, doing hair and makeup and then we we'll are like, on, your best friends, go. She says, um, well, you know, she is... Very responsible, and you can always trust and count on her. It's pretty generic for your best friend to say. Your best friend of years? She's gonna say you're responsible? Okay. Then he says, Tell me something you want me to know as her new boyfriend. Now, I literally said FML because who talks like that? Who talks like that? Tom is my new boyfriend and Tom and I are out with my friends and his friends. And I turn to one of his friends and say, Hey, so tell me something about Tom as his new girlfriend that you want me to know. What? First of all, all the friends would say, Why are you talking like that? It's weird. Stop it. You're freaking us out. You don't have to announce that you're a boyfriend because we already know that you're a boyfriend. It's very weird. However, Elizabeth says, You know, sincerely, we didn't know that you were her boyfriend. She said she had some friend, some random dude who gave her money, was coming to see his investment. So that's, that's, that's all we knew. We knew you were coming to town. You're some friend from abroad that is coming into town. We didn't actually know that you were the boyfriend. Uh, sure. Mahogany's face was so like, oh, God, he's embarrassing me. And his face was super cheesing. He was like, oh, I'm the new boyfriend. Do I look crazy for a 52-year-old? I do? I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Then he goes on because he's um, he's just really ridiculous. He says, "In front of all her friends, am I your boyfriend or am I just your friend? Who am I to you? Who am I?" That was a song. I just don't. I don't remember the rest of it. Anyways, she says, "You know, I think you're a friend." know you never asked me to be your girlfriend and i never accepted to be your girlfriend so honestly you're a friend and i just met you two days ago and i was seriously considering ghosting you and i'm thinking i probably should have ghosted you because you're doing the most saying the most and being the most right now so uh but ben because ben is so dramatic He's surprised. He's surprised and his feelings are hurt because they were planning a family. They were planning marriage. They were having intimate conversations. Full. You have a full-on family back home. You have a full-on tribe of kids back home. Not having kids with the girl that you just met yesterday who is a third of your age shouldn't be your first issue. I personally think your first issue and your first concern should be, hey, you know what? Am I being a proper dad to my children? Because I got like four of them. Second of all, should I have traveled across the world to meet someone that I had not even video chatted with? But I think that she's my not only my girlfriend, but my future fiancé that I'm planning to have a family and marry with. Or, and three should I have gone and had these intimate conversations with myself via text mes- messages? I, I know you're 52, but it's called sexting and it's not that deep. So calm down then. Okay. Come all the way down. That's why I feel like you need to completely take several seats, go and take the minute timeout that you need the minute mental break that you need. And try to sort through some of the things that seem super ridiculous as soon as you say them. Because when you say to the girl that you've known for two days in real life that you were planning a family and a marriage with the girl that you just met in real life, who never you had never even seen in video, you sound crazy. You sound crazy. Like, crazy to me. So then, he's all upset that he's traveled 4,000 miles to be with her. And all of a sudden, I'm not even her boyfriend. I'm shocked. Are you, though? Are you? Are you shocked? Shocked is not the word I would have used. So... So the next day, he's sitting all pathetically with his cell phone, going through old text messages, reminding himself that their love was real. Who fucking talks like that? I'm sorry, you guys. It's so weird to me. So he's looking at these older texts to remind himself that that their love was real. He's reading out the text. I just don't even care. And realizes that his love for her you guys his love for her demands that he makes this relationship work so now they're gonna go on a weekend trip together what like what i okay what that's all i'm gonna say you guys Dumped this couple on us in episode six and now I don't understand what happened. Didn't the parents have grave concerns? Didn't they not want him to even come to Peru? Didn't they just meet him and were like, oh, whoa, you're weird. We still have some concerns and yet you're going to allow your daughter to now go on a vacay with the guy who's on vacay. I, what, what, what was I so concerned about? Why did I have to go through meeting the parents and all the things and all the things and your, your dad, you know, he, he's making these choices for you and maybe he's like turning you against, like what, why did I go through all of that? If you two were just going to go ahead and go on a trip together, why? It makes no sense to me. So you've been here for two days and all of a sudden it's okay. Now after two, after meeting the parents for 30 seconds. And at that same meeting you left because you thought you were being scammed. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. Now here's the other thing that doesn't make sense since I'm on it. Mahogany pulls up in her car. Okay. Now I know there has to be someone that's Peruvian out there that is watching this that can back me up, okay. Now, when Mahogany gets out of her car and she's like, hey, does that sound like a local Peruvian girl's greeting or does that sound like a valley girl living in Los Angeles, hey, tell me, tell me what Peruvian native greets you when they see you, hey, Then tell me what California girl greets you is like, hey. Oh wait. Okay. She greets him with hey. And they're off to go on this trip where Ben hopes to connect and bond and fall in love again. And I was like, and fall in love again? When did you ever fall in love in the beginning? (sighs) It's all awkward, awkward in the car. They're both awkward with each other. It's driving, it's awkward, it's awkward for me to watch. I actually, it was irritating me because I was like, this is just like, just turn some music on or something because I'm having a hard time just sitting here watching you guys be weird. And she tells the producers to camera, you know, she she knows that she told him that she loved him in the chats, But it doesn't mean that they're going to be together because they don't know each other yet. All right. It's fair. It's fair. And, I mean, I think that anyone that's online dated has probably said some things in a text that they were just, like, trying to, like, flirt, right? And sometimes those, uh, like, texts and direct messages don't translate. As easily. You don't, you don't get the nuances, right? And I also do believe that, like she said, they don't even know each other yet. I'm a firm believer that online dating is not real dating, and not until you meet in real life. You can FaceTime all day every day, but when you have not spent face to face time with that person, you cannot tell me you're in a serious relationship. I don't believe it. So it's just awkward. Um, and then she just randomly says, (sighs) no, first she asked if he speaks any other languages and apparently he speaks Hebrew and because he said he spoke Hebrew because of the Bible, this random question that I just, both the question and the answer were just so extra to me. Her question was, how is it that Jesus could endure so much suffering in this world? Ben, the pastor, Ben, the pastor who studied the Bible, who speaks Hebrew, said it's because he went to a garden and prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, I get that. Are you talking about the Garden of Eden? Is that what we're talking about, Ben? Ben. Ben. Pastor Ben, is that your answer? Because I know if I was sitting in the front row, the back row, any of the pews of your church, and I asked you this question, how is it that Jesus could endure so much suffering in this world? And your answer was, he went to the garden and prepared first. I would have to get up and leave your church dear sir so then (laughs) you guys i can't i just i can't it's so outrageous i just i cannot do this okay so then all of a sudden God parted the seas. They walked along the water together as one. Because all of a sudden, all of that weird, crazy energy, that silence was gone. And as soon as they started talking about God, the tensions eased. They get to their destination. And the first thing that Mahogany says, this is a reservation for for two, right? (laughs) Why? Why did you waste my time saying that you're going to connect and bond and fall in love again? Why? Why what? Why? Just like why? This bitch quickly went up to her room, opened the door, said thanks, slammed the door shut. <laughs> she was like this. Nope, nope. Meanwhile, Ben goes to his room, and he's having a full-on philosophical conversation with the camera guy. The camera guy's like, dude, can we rap? Can we just rap this? I don't need you to do, like, professing your love and telling me your plans. Like, we could rap for the night. I could go and grab a couple drinks. I already know I'm going to see you tomorrow. Like, why do you need to tell me that you have a big day plan, and you're going to do all the things? You're just going to make it fun and let... The cameraman doesn't care. (sighs) So then it's the next day. Now they were going dune buggy riding, which you guys loved that. Like you show me more of that. I'm all about, I, the day he had planned, you guys, I was for it. I was totally for it. I wanted to see more of that, but they went dune buggy riding. uh, Then he had planned a romantic dinner in the desert And then he had to say this cheesy line how he loves how the sun hits her face at that angle, which I was just like, "Ah." they get to the romantic dinner and it's gorgeous in the desert, the tent, it's all set up. It's quite beautiful. Um, (laughs) Angelica, the camera guy and the production are the heroes in this saga. Facts. now, they sit down, and before they sit down, can I just mention the stripes on stripes business, the black and white with the orange and black stripe situation? I wasn't feeling it. I just wasn't feeling it. Stripes on stripes that are not the same stripes. I just, there was a lot, it was too busy. It's too busy for me. That's just my personal take. I personally just didn't like that fashion choice, but she loved it. She loved it. They sit down, and this is. This is, again, I don't know if it was a rough edit. I don't know what the fuck, but it was irritating me. So she has questions, which she says in English. She has questions. She she asks in English, what were you like at my age? He says, you know, I was in college. I had a wife. I had children. I was coming a pastor. Then he says his words. And then all of a sudden, it didn't work out for me. And I said, All of a sudden, you were married to that woman for 20 plus years and you had four kids. When, what part of all of a sudden did that happen for you? All of a sudden? Then, all of a sudden, he needs to talk into a translator. So he's saying a stupid ass story in the translator. And she answers before the app even translate what the fuck he was saying, because guess what? She speaks perfect English. And so this whole like, I can't speak with you, but then you're having a full conversation and she's fully understanding your English, even if you're talking fast like this and she still understands you. But then sometimes you got to throw in the translator app or sometimes she starts talking English and she's like, oh, shit, in her mind, I, I should be speaking Spanish here. Oh, you know what I mean? Vanessa says, two decades later, all of a sudden, same difference. So then she asked in English, did you have a good relationship with your ex? He says no. And she's like, but you have a family with her. And then he says, you know, I went to therapy and counseling, but she hasn't forgiven me yet. And Um, he's like, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Was that dramatic enough? Because he was super dramatic about it. Can I ask you a question? What changed from texting? What changed? Why are we just friends? We were planning a family together. We were in love. What changed? We were engaged. When did you get engaged, Ben? When? Stop it. I was assuming we were boyfriend and girlfriend. All of these things we were planning together she shut that shit down quick she said you know what that was just texting then he tells her then she asked have you ever dated someone in your 20s before he said that uh yeah he has they dated for 3 years they actually were going to get married but he didn't accept or she didn't accept his children which i was like uh so, Mahogany's like, okay, so let me get this straight. Okay? Let me get this straight. Mahogany. Your first wife, your marriage failed because it was the religion's fault. Your second engagement failed because it was your ex's fault when does Ben, Perfect Ben, do anything wrong that he can take responsibility for his actions? He says, I don't have to defend my my past because it's behind me now. And she's like, you know what? I don't know any pastor that I I've ever known that doesn't take responsibility for his mistakes. She thinks it's immature and strange and he's not the person that she thought he was and some things are not adding up. Let me tell you, when she said some things aren't adding up, I said you and me both, bitch, your whole relationship isn't adding up to me. So not just not Ben, let's not say Ben's stuff is not adding up. You are not adding up. He's not adding up. This whole relationship that got dumped on us in episode six is not adding up. And that's why you both have deleted all your social media because people had way too many questions. Then when it leaked and came out that Ben has not only had an ex-wife and an ex-fiancé, he had another ex-marriage and your ex-marriage was in 2019 and now we're in 2022. Excuse me. What? I see why you want to keep your past in your past and I see why you don't want to explain yourself. So I'm just going to let you know that all the internet sleuths, all the reporters, all the journalists, it's all going to come out. So I would get ahead of it. That's what I I wouldn't delete and hide. I would get ahead of it and be like, yeah, yeah, y'all. I'd be like Jimena, who gives zero Fs about anything. And she is like leaking stuff left, right and center. I'd be like that because you're already busted. And now you just look like a liar. Amena and Mike. You guys, I am going on and on. I still got two more couples. Okay. I just want to say for the record as well, this season has been my question, my main overall, you know, if there's a general arc of a storyline, my general arc is a question. And my question is how... Do you marry someone you cannot communicate with? More than any other season, it's a bunch of couples that don't know how to communicate. And I'm just wondering how how do you get married when you can't even communicate? You need the basics. Basic 101 relationship advice. You're gonna need to be able to communicate with your significant other. uh All right. Jimena and Mike. Jimena, I mean, I could, I am going to do my detailed breakdown, but I could wrap it up in a couple of sentences. Jimena hates Mike now that the money has been cut off. She can't stand his ass. She cannot believe that he he won't pay for her liposuction and her boobs. And she's pissed off and wants him out of the house. She can go ahead and get with the loan shark which we know it's not a loan shark it's just another dude so that that dude can come over and give her the money so she can go and get do what she wants to get done and that's why she hates him so much the end <sighs> <sighs> oh okay mike he starts off do you love me and She says, no, I'm not in love with you because we haven't lived together for a long time. And oh, plus I think you're weird and disgusting and you disgust me. Um, but instead she says, you know, love is a big word. And I was like, what, how is love a big word? You freaking accepted this proposal. You, you took the ring. You said, yes, you went bridal dress shopping. And now all of a sudden love is a big word to you. It's a big word. You were loving it when he was feeding your whole entire extended family steak and lobsters. You were in love with him when he was buying up all your furniture and paying all your bills. You were in love with him when he was sending you thousands and thousands of dollars. You were in love with him when you decided to stop working as soon as you had this sugar daddy on the hook. And all of a sudden you ain't got no job. Oh, but no, love is a big word and you haven't lived together for a long time. So you really just, you just can't right now. You can't say that it's just too big of a heavy word to use. Stevie said, damn, Linda, you're going in hard tonight. Stevie, that's why I've been trying to tell y'all that I, that's why I do my shows on Mondays. Cause then I have a day to sit, relax, and be the calm, cool, collected Linda that you've all come to know. But you guys have been insisting that I do night of, and this is night of, Linda, where I have all the questions that I haven't been able to process all of them. So now they're just verbally coming out of my mouth. When things don't make sense, then I'm just going to have to talk about it until they make sense. And this does not make sense. I mean, it, it makes sense to me. I know what's going on. But I try to always be, like, more level-headed and neutral for you guys to come to your own conclusions. But now, since I'm doing Night Of, you're just getting the raw, real deal. This girl wanted a sugar daddy, and she ain't wanna fuck. Okay. Mike can't understand. Mike can't understand what is happening, okay? He can't understand what is happening. He's like, but, 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 but you always told me you loved me and I'm your life. Yeah, fool. You were her life because you were sending the chat. So, yes, $1,000 here. Cha-ching, I love you. $10,000 here. Oh, my God, I love you so much. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Oh, wait, is that a new microwave? I love you. Oh, wait, my couch just came in. Oh, my God, I love you so much. Oh, wait, is that is that a new bedroom set? Oh, my God, I love you. Oh, wait, did we just move to a bigger apartment so that... We could have more bedrooms. I can move my whole family. And oh my God, I love you. Anyways, I'm sorry. I said that I wanted my boobs done and I wanted to get lipo and you said no. So being in love takes some time. Okay? And... When she said that, she said it super irritated because she, that's what she meant. She meant, you stop paying, I stop loving. Now, poor, pathetic, lonely Mike, who I have always, you guys know I've been very protective of Mike up until this point. Um, but, I mean, there's also a point where you're just being pathetic. And I just, I don't like that. So, he feels confused and devastated. And that she changed so much since last time. And she can't believe that she has doubts now. Well, what can you not believe? You closed the checkbook. Your dad and your grandpa said, stop paying for shit. And now you stop paying for shit. And now you're surprised. Like, why? Why are you surprised and confused? So he wants to continue talking. So it's not enough that she said, I don't love you. I'm not in love with you. He wants to communicate what those doubts are. She's like, bitch, please. I'm sleepy. I'm going to go ahead and lie down and go to sleep. And he skulks away. Now, meanwhile, she gives him this. Her arms are crossed. And he goes to like hug and kiss her. And with her arms still crossed, she gives him like the side hug and not even the side hug with the cheek, just the side hug, like go ahead and like doing a shoulder bump together. So. (sighs) He goes to his room or the kids' room, right? Now, she says that she's so sleepy. Meanwhile, he's sulking in there, talking to the producer or the camera guy, and they pan over to her, and she's lying in the bed, giggling, doing selfies with their kids. I was like, oh, that is some shade right there. Some shade. He's confused because she was in love a couple months ago. Um... doesn't know what happened. And she's like, I know exactly what happened. He's gross to me. Um, And yeah, I appreciate him, but I don't feel good with him. I don't like to be around him. There's a lot of things I don't like about him and you know what? He makes me feel uncomfortable. And you only say that when you weren't really into the person and now that person's in your space and you want them to be out of your space. So now, because you don't like them in your space. Cause you really can't stand the, that person's face. You're like, go over there and stay away from me, go sleep in that room and be away from me. And I'll tell you what relationship. Linda will be able to solve your problem. Mike. go ahead and give her even $500 tomorrow and see how quickly she loves you. Problem solved. <laughs> um, so Mike tells the producers that he's not Okay. He's being all pathetic in the kid's room. Um, he's confused. I again, I don't know what you're confused about, Mike. Because, you know, she's not shelling out money. That's why she doesn't want to be with you. You closed your checkbook. You closed the funds. She ain't feeling it. That's it. What's it? It can be confused about. <sighs> Calls the friend John. Um. Tells John the understatement of the year saying things are not going as planned. Yeah, fool, because this girl popped your cherry. You decided, because when have we ever, you guys, when have we ever in a season seen the foreign, the US person, I should say, fly back twice in one season? When have we ever seen that? Oh, we're only seeing it with Mike because guess what? She popped his cherry. And now, as we all know, that first time you're like in love. You have puppy eyes. You're like in love. So guess what? He scrambled his pennies together. Two months later, he went and go hit that again because it was brand new for him. Yeah, yeah, he's going back. Yeah, he wants to marry her immediately because he's like, oh, I've been waiting 34 years for this. So he's not okay. And he calls his friend John and tells John that mahogany, excuse me, mahogany, (laughs) Jimena needs more space. She's not being lovey dovey. She's not being attentive. He's confused. He's sleeping in the kids' bed, yada, yada, yada. John's like, why? Like, why are you, why are you doing all of that? It doesn't make any type of sense. Like, this is your future wife. Like, why are you in, in the kids' room? Um, and then Mike's like, well, because she says she doesn't love me anymore. John's like, my man. I'd be out of there. Who is benefiting from this? Not you. I'd pack my bags up and bounce. He then goes on to say, She's not looking for a companion. She's looking to see what she can get out of it. And you are not seeing that. Mike says, I'm still hopeful it will work out. I'm still hopeful. I'm hopeful that we can fix this. We can talk about her concerns. And I was like, what? She literally said that she doesn't love you. What can you, where do you go from there? She literally said, I'm not in love with you. Don't be pathetic, Mike. Just don't. John says, you know what? The only light at the end of the tunnel that you should be looking for is the light, the at the door for the plane back to New York city. Um, <clears throat> he's like, well, you know, I just really feel like if we talk about it, you know, I can better understand her concerns. And, you know, I want Nelsie to translate for me. First of all, first of all, if you need someone to translate, if you need a third party to translate in your relationship, then you need to focus on that part. If you cannot communicate, with your significant other, you have major, you have bigger issues than you think. So not only can you not communicate, this fool said, you want to better understand her concern. What is better to understand? I'm going to, I'm going to talk slow because for some reason, some people think when you talk slower in a different language, that person understands better. So here we go. She does not love you. Oh my God. Okay. So the next day they're gonna go to a restaurant to have this private conversation, which makes no sense to me, but whatever. Um, with Nellie and you know, the one thing that Jimena said that I agreed with her, she was not really feeling it. She didn't want to talk to anybody because she was like, it's two of us in a relationship. Why are we bringing your friends into our issues? I firmly believe that the more people you bring into your problems, the worse it is. If they're not a trained therapist, then they shouldn't be in your relationship. So <clears throat> Things were different before you met him. She says in person you met everything changed. Jimena says, yes, that's true. She feels like he's weird that, um, excuse me. Not only is he weird, he's a weird bug. Stares at her while she's sleeping. She can't get any sleep because when she wakes up, he's just staring at her like a weirdo. um, so that's why she's having him sleep in another room because she's not getting any sleep because he's not allowing her to sleep comfortably and she feels uncomfortable. And you know, I loved him, she said before, but it was different before. Now he burps, he's sluggish, he's a degenerate, she said, he's piggish, and she's just not really even happy to be near him. Now Nelly Nelsie is shocked, right? Because basically she's saying she's disgusted. Mike disgusts her and she doesn't want to be anywhere around him. Um, so she basically says that she's like, you know what? She doesn't even really like you. I asked her, you know, what do you like about him? And instead of saying something that she likes, she listed all of the things that she hates about you. And. Honestly, she says, I just don't even think that you should be with her because she doesn't want to be with you. She literally is disgusted by you and I wouldn't want to be with someone that is disgusted by me. Facts. Those are pure facts. Logical. And then so Nelsie asked the hard question, which I was like, this ain't no typical translator stuff. This is like her saying, I'm going to try to protect my friend. She said, you know, if you don't want to be with them, Do you feel bad for all the money that he's given you, all the money that you've taken from him? Do you feel bad about that? Since it's clear, since he's not giving you money now, that you don't want to be with him. She says, I mean, thank you because I didn't work. My kids had everything they needed. She's like, but I worked before I met him. And then I met him, I stopped working. Now I can just go back to work, she says. Nelsie is like, Oh my God, she literally just said that she's using you to be her sugar daddy, decided that she wasn't going to work because you were paying all the bills, so she didn't. And now that you're not giving her what she wants, the boob and the lipo, she's done with you. Um. So she's like, wait, so you worked before you met Mike? She's like, yeah. Like it was no big deal. And then I didn't work. She turns to Mike and says, she's literally disgusted by you. And I don't think she's happy that you're even sitting beside her. And she has no love for you. And, oh, by the way, she's not there for the right reasons. So I think you should get out of there. I think you should stop paying for anything. Just stop buying her stuff. Just stop. And he's like, okay, I'll see what's when the next flight is. But then he gets off the computer call and turns to, this was the part that I was so irritated by, turns to her and says, you know, I'll give you your space, but I hope we can still be friends. And then she says, as if she's shocked, are you ending it with me? Bitch, yes, he's ending it with you because he realizes or is starting to realize, he doesn't really realize it, but his friends are saying you're a fool and she's using you for money and Mike should know that. Um, So she's shocked because she didn't think that he would end it. She thought that he would cave and give her the 5000 that she wants for her boobies. All right. That being said, I do want to say this. Um. There has been, um, there have been some memes and um, a video that is circulating that is alleging that Mike is a racist. Um, I'm going to continue to look into it. That's why I have not researched or not reported on it because I haven't done my own research. And you guys know, especially my news and gossip people and my Patreon subscribers, you guys know that I do all my research and I have to have the receipts. Now I have seen some receipts and I did watch the video that was out there. Um, I just need the receipts to be clearer as a journalist. I want to make sure that I know what I'm talking about before I say something, but I am well aware that there are allegations that there is another racist on this season and I will address it as soon as I've got all of the facts. That being said, if there is another racist in this one season, I'm really going to need him to come out in front of it and explain himself with no excuses. And we're going to have to just talk about all of it like we're, literally, this is serious, Linda, common sense, Linda coming out. We're going to have to talk about the fact that in 2022, we are still dealing with racist attitudes, beliefs, behaviors toward brown and black people. It's unacceptable. It's not funny. I don't give a fuck if you said it two minutes ago or 10 years ago, it's never okay. I don't, I don't care if you didn't know any better and you didn't know what it meant. You know damn well what the fuck you're saying and why you're saying it. And it is disgraceful. It's disgusting. It's hurtful. And there's just no room for excuses in my book. Not in 2022. I'm sorry. There's just no wiggle room. It's right or it's wrong, period. And this is wrong, period. Okay, so I will get back to you guys when I have done my research and I will report on it when I've done my research. Memphis and Hamza. Memphis and Hamza. These two are confusing to me because it's clear that you they can't... I was going to say this. He can't speak a lick of English, but he can speak a little bit of English. And she can't speak anything but English. So I just, how do you marry someone when you cannot have even a converse, half a conversation without a translator app? How do you, how? how like, uh, I'm, I'm very confused by this. And at first I thought I had it figured out because I thought it was definitely a green card marriage. But then after this episode, I'm super confused because it kind of looks like Hamza has kind of fallen for Memphis. I, I, I... <sighs> Anyways, even though Memphis had forgiven. No, excuse me. Even though Hamza had forgiven Memphis. Thank you crystal for the cash up. Thank you for supporting my show. Thank you so much. I know someone said, and I always forget wherever you're watching, wherever you're watching. Cause I used to broadcast everywhere. If you can click that like and subscribe, that'd be awesome. Hit that thumbs up. That'd be awesome. Very helpful. Um, and you know, if you feel like you want to support the show, you're having fun. There's super chats, super stickers available. Um, support the show. All right. So Hamza, even though he had forgiven Memphis for staying with her ex for four days, he's now sat on it for a couple of days and now he's mad all over again. He feels bad. um, And so he lashes out to her and says that she likes to create problems. And she is like, OK, well, I think that we need to get a translator because if we can't communicate, um, She doesn't understand and doesn't know how they're going to get over this issue. And then I was like, this issue, if you can't communicate, how is it that you guys are going to get married? How will you communicate in your marriage? If you can't communicate about this one fight, I'm sorry, are you going to always fly in a translator to translate in the moment? Thank you, Patty, so much for this super sticker. I appreciate you so very much. I feel like you should be worried about that because guess what? Marriage is supposed to be forever. And if you can't talk now and this little thing is a big thing and it's so big that you have to get a translator, then should you be getting married? Okay. I said, where's Adam? <laughs> we all loved Adam. But this uh, Hamadi, the translator, you guys, he was priceless too. Hamadi Hamadi put that extra base, extra sparkle, extra acting, extra jazz hands into his translating. So let's get started. Um, so... Hamza's worried that she might still have a relationship with her ex um, and they might still have feelings still. Obviously, she's still going to have a relationship with her ex-husband because they have a baby from it. That's the baby daddy, so they're going to have to interact somehow. So you're not going to be able to get past that, Hamza. Um, He's also worried that when they go see the interpreter, he might hear something that he doesn't like and that might wreck their their relationship. So here we go. I'm going to do parts of it because the parts that stood out to me were hilarious. Um. So Memphis sits down and I was confused why she was slow talking to the interpreter because that's the interpreter. So he obviously speaks English. This episode was just very problematic, you guys. For me, it was very problematic. Okay. She says to the interpreter what does he have to say the interpreter says to hamza what do you want to talk about hamza says it's not normal staying four days with your ex the interpreter says this is abnormal and he's not used to your culture and then he does this eyebrow raise and look, the little extra he put on it, like it's abnormal. Look and died. I said, first of all, first of all, between the translators and the translator apps, can I just get a translator that translates exactly what I'm saying? Word for word? And if there's no word than at least close to what I'm saying, please. And I, I mean, the extra theatrics were were priceless to me, but that wasn't part of the, the interpretation deal. Okay. <sighs> Hamza says, <laughs> Hamza says, What if we argue one day and she goes to her ex and stays like four to five days? The interpreter says, he's telling you and not a question. The interpreter doesn't say, what if we argue one day? The interpreter says, he's telling you one day, maybe when you'll be together, if you disagree, it happens. You know, it happens. People disagree that maybe... You'll do this again, and you'll go to your ex for days or even longer. (laughs) I said, what? What? Hamadi, she didn't. That was not what was happening. Hamza did not say that. Hamza said, what if we're arguing one day, very simple and clear, and then you go to your ex and you stay for four to five days? What he did not say, Hamadi, was he's telling you that one day maybe you'll be together if you disagree and, you know, disagreements happen, then maybe you'll go do this again and you'll go to your ex for days or even more. I was like, Oh, am gosh. (sighs) Then Memphis says, I will not go to my ex-husband. And the translator is like, (laughs) okay, wait, let me do this properly. Memphis is like, I will not go to my ex-husband. And the translator turns to Hamza and says, forget about it, Hamza. Uh then oh congratulations Gina Woo 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 congratulations grandma Texas Gina Yes I love it. forget about it Hamza forget about it forget about it All right enough then all of a sudden um Memphis is like getting animated and starts yelling and so Hams is like, why is she yelling? talk calmly and the translator says, talk slowly <laughs> <sighs> this is what I thought you guys I love the translator and I'm just making fun because it was just so like he was he was the star of that that little section of the of the episode I just kept thinking the translator was like he was like an aristocrat okay he was like an aristocrat that normally reads journals right sips tea smokes hookah and reads journals but then he got plopped into our train wreck of a choose your own adventure book and he was just trying to make the best of it that's what i kept thinking i was like he's using all these words and he's trying to be so eloquent and i was like yo you're in the hood you're in the hood of shows this is not winning you know any oscars we're in the hood right now we get nitty gritty. So you try to be all eloquent and using your words like... I don't know, you guys. I'm a mess. (sighs) Okay. Memphis acknowledges that she is quick to temper, uh, that she has a strong personality, and you know, she realizes that she has to work on understanding and patience in order to, you know, allow this relationship to work. Uh, But she does want to remind Hamza that she's done a lot for the relationship. She's doing a lot to bring him over to America. um, Even though her family and her friends are against it and they don't believe in him. They don't think he's a good person and that he just wants to come to America. And she starts crying or tearing up. And, The translator is like, I cannot explain it better than that. She's tearing up. (laughs) Look, she's tearing up. Hansa says, you are a part of me. Now they're both happy. Um, The next day they're taking a day trip to a historical area. uh, And he has a surprise for her. First thing out of her mouth, which just like super stereotypical. I was not impressed by it. But she's like, oh, there's snakes out here. I hate snakes. Do your research. Do your research when you're traveling. Don't ask stupid shit. Bugs me. All okay, right. so he's like, wait here, wait here. And she, you know, just finished saying five minutes ago that she needed to practice patience and understanding but in this scene, five seconds later, she is not practicing patience and understanding because she's like, where are you? What are you doing? What's happening? Where? What? It was like super annoying. I was like, he's been gone for 30 seconds. Chill. Um, he changes into all white. He looks very handsome. And he's like all dressed up. And she makes a little joke. You got a little booty. And he's like, you got a big booty, big old booty. But he does look handsome. And you can tell that he's like prepared something. He says this little speech, baby, listen to me. I'm sorry for all the fighting. I'm sorry for the disagreements. And he's like, but I'm happy now. Um, And then he gets like one bended knee and says, baby, you are my happiness. You want to marry me? And instead of just saying, yes, I love you and I want to marry you, she says, do I? I don't know. Do I? He says, yes, I'll come. Do you trust me? And then she said, yes, I'll marry you. I was like, if I was Hamza and I set this whole thing out, got all my nice whites out, was on bending knee. And, you know, practice, obviously, my English to give this little speech. And when I say, will you marry me Um, or you want to marry me? And the other person says, do I? Do I? I would just like, no, you know what, bitch, you don't. And I'd get up and be like, peace out. Anyhow. He then goes on to say that even though they had their online engagement, he wanted to propose in person because he wanted to prove that he was serious about the relationship, about her, about their love. He thinks that she has a great personality, a strong personality, and that's what he fell in love with. And he's excited and happy to be with her. And I, this is what has confused me. I'm just confused by all of it because I believed him. I believe that he has fallen in love with her. When I didn't believe it at the beginning of the show, of the season. So what do you guys think? Do you believe it? Do you think they're gonna last? Do you think their love is real? Let me know in the comments. I'll pop in right now to the live chat to see what's happening. Um but that was the show. That was the show. Um Patty says I totally agree with Hansa requesting calm discussions. We could all benefit from more calm interactions. Definitely Crystal said, Hamadi might be a couples therapist who interprets on the side. I love it. Uh, I think it's real. I think their love is real. They'll be all right. Yeah, same. I don't think he's a good enough actor to fake it. Yeah, i think that perhaps they will be our saving grace of the season where they have their happily ever after all right guys thank you for being here i'll see you guys tomorrow for part two of darcy and stacy tell all bye for now